Hello, my beautiful beer drinking friends, and welcome back to Cheers to Beers, the podcast that lasts as long as the pint. I'm your host, Jess, and fam, it has been a while. I'm sorry, but also, you know, your girl's been working on herself, which means taking a break from scheduling, planning, editing, hosting a podcast. It can be a lot, um, but I'm back, baby. Um, and, you know, just uh, th- throw it out there. This episode was recorded at the beginning of the year. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a while since I've been able to get it out to the world. But you know what? You feel like shit. You doubt yourself. You can't find time for things that you really love to do. And then you go to the doctor. You get a therapist. You start running. You find yourself in a supportive community. You know, maybe supplement with a great beer or two. And suddenly you find yourself working on your projects and indulging in your passions. And here we are today, a beer podcast host, uh, not talking about beer, but instead mental health and self-care. But if you think about it, isn't a good beer and self-care the same thing? right? So since uh, Cheers to Beers took a minor hiatus, I'd like to welcome any new listeners and reestablish what this podcast is really about. Uh, There's a reason why craft beer has become my love and line of work. The marriage of art and science, raw creativity with just the whole end goal being enjoyment, engagement, happiness. Like where else do you see that? And the people that are behind it all that make it happen are a magical group of people something I've never experienced before moving to Seattle in 2013 and becoming a part of the industry. Um, And I'm here to honor the people who are a part of this process in every way. The brewers, the cellar workers, the bartenders, the customers, even just the drinkers. Uh, We're all a part of it. And this is what the podcast is about, really celebrating the conversation and the love that craft beer creates. These are the stories of the folks behind the scenes at your favorite breweries and bars that make this shit happen. Okay, let's get into it, shall we? The real reason you're here. Um, this episode, I am joined by my lovely and close friends, Samira and Matt. This episode has been a long time coming, and I was so happy to meet up with them at the Masonry Fremont. And y'all, if you live in the greater Seattle area and you have not made your way to the Masonry, what are you doing? Their draft uh, bottle and wine list is killer. They're, it's always rotating and uh, not to mention some bomb ass food. Uh, this place is the shit, which is why we met up in the back room and the staff were incredible, letting us make a ruckus, do Rainier shambongs. You know, we'll get into it. Uh, what's a shambong you say? Oh, you know, just the classiest way to chug a beer like normal people do. All right. So this episode, we are drinking Jester King Phantom Del Mar. So grab a fancy saison, maybe a not so fancy saison, or, you know, just whatever is in your fridge and join us. Um, oh, and if you care at all, or instead you're a, an emo kid pushing their grocery store boxed hair dye to the side saying, I don't care about anything. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at just just beer. But seriously, fam, this ep is hilarious. I cannot wait for you to hang out with me and my friends. Um, so grab your beer and join us. Okay, thanks. Love you. Bye. And cheers. Because <laughs> I'm the worst. This is beautiful. Close enough? Yeah, it's good. Close. I don't know. It feels weird. Just drink that beer. I would say it's sounding this pretty good, lot. guys. I'm filling in for Derek Meebles, <laughs> who's filling in for just Derek. Give it, just, give, <laughs> just give it to Rita. Rita, here you go. Now it's your podcast. Let's discuss what we are going to drink. So we do want to do take advantage of the Shambong special, which Definitely. means we have to drink either Jester King or Jolly Pumpkin. So what are we going to do, fam? Uh, I don't know. You have the only menu. Uh, I'm drinking Heater Allen Pills right now. I got that I cloudburst. Lighter. We got to look at the bottle list. Wait. Oh, it's in the back? Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking I'm leaning a little bit more towards Jester King just because it might be a little bit cool background for you, Matt, since you're from Texas. So oh, that might ooh. be a good talking point. Hit close oh, to home. Oh, yeah, Texas. Can you hear when I swallow? <laughs> no, nope, couldn't hear that. <laughs> Is there a, excuse me, I'm sorry. Samira, I'm pretty sure I don't have I don't have headphones on, but I could hear you swallowing from across the table. I couldn't hear you swallow. That's all Can that matters. Can you slow it down with the swallowing, please? <laughs> this is way too much for me. Um, I was actually just listening to a podcast that was about... Swallowing. 
like a, it was a reality like casting show for potential podcasts Interesting. and a lot of the pitches Wait, were like people just being like I have the funniest conversations with my friends that's oh, what everyone no. thinks that. Oh, which no. is why they want to start and a podcast the producers were like this is bullshit your yes. friends aren't you that funny you're not as funny as you think Thank you. Good night. Gold. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Dang it, Matt. I mean, it's She's definitely never gonna ask us back. No, it's definitely good top <laughs> of the show stuff. Warming up. Warming up. Okay. Does anyone have any um, opinion, or am I gonna uh, have to so choose for us? Unfortunately, a lot of these Jester King ones, um, there's just names, and they don't have any descriptions of what the actual beer is. We could look it up. Yeah, let's we do have it. Phones. It's Actually, a, it's a lot of looking up. I would just say um, uh, shoot and pull the Shoot and pull the trigger because they're all going to be like. Sugar bring a trigger. I'm burping. I've been drinking beer. Sugar um, water. Where's your sugar water? Okay. Well, Where's we can definitely water? we can <laughs> <laughs> we can we can narrow down <laughs> stuff by like how about we don't choose the 2.9 percent beer? You know, like I think we can. Dead. Yeah. Don't choose. Although that. what's funny yeah, what is the I name. Sober? The name of it is commercial suicide, which is pretty funny. That actually um, really. That's pretty good. Up. I think that's what we're doing right now. We're going to do the 48 percent Buddha's brew number two. No, we're so see, we're just Maybe. eliminating so things right down the line. Wait, Maybe a, a nice like seven percent, unless that's a typo. Wait, where? Should we not? It says forty-eight. That must be that's a typo. Four five. Oh my God! It says forty-eight percent. That has to be a typo, and right? Yeah, it would kill us all. Are we gonna go back to the bar and be those dicks that's like, was this beer forty eight? Why am I not hammered yet? I should be I should be vomiting <laughs> all over Excuse my girlfriend, me. but I can't. Excuse I'm me. What's this beer actually? My this Tinder date is really ugly. I should be wanting to sleep with her now, but it's not working. I drank an entire one of these seven fifty milliliters. Buddha's Brew's number two. Forty eight percent. Forty eight percent. I should be I should be I shouldn't even have pants on right now. I just say you don't have pants on. <laughs> okay. Let me do this. Okay. <laughs> Samira, just number them all and then pick your favorite number. Oh, too bad I don't have a D20 on me. We could roll for it. Ooh, Dang yeah. It. Do you think See they that. have some dice up front? Are they nerdy enough to have D&D dice? Would you guys be against... What about this uh, beard de Syrah? Yeah, no Ooh, that sounds Syrah. That sounds Let's do it. Tasty. What's the percentage? It's six point six. Perfect. So it's so wine. No. Barrel aged. Wine barrel aged. It might be wine barrel aged, or maybe they use if, Syrah if grapes. Syrah Who knows? Oh, I'm gonna Syrah say grapes. probably that. You, uh, you it's it's Jester King. So. You know what? Let's do that, Samir. You know what? Right. You are the bottle. Maybe is I selected. choose the first. Bottle That's is it. selected. Bottle selected. Wait, we also have to finish our pre beers. Oh wait, actually, that one's forty. Fuck that. We don't it's need forty percent. No, it's forty dollars. No. Oh wait, that why is, is a lot. For that uh, seems a little silly because it's probably sure, not that uh, you big. You pick it, you buy it. So it's a seven fifty probably. Uh, it's a. Sound good though. Do they have a no? It's a three seventy five. Oh fuck oh, that! It's smaller. Fuck that, dude. No. Excuse my friend. Let's oh yeah, do a so there's near, near cursing on this podcast. It's uh, definitely labeled as explicit. What yeah. about the <laughs> Phantom Del Rey? Phantom. That's, still a, that's still a Jester King, or is that a Phantom? That is a Jester King 750, and it's 8%. Hey, we can get lit. Let's do it. Or do I only have to go to work at 8 a.m. Oh, wait, really? <laughs> oh, Wait, what time not. do I work? To? Oh, no, I have to be at Cloudburst at noon. Noon, you're fine. What do you mean? You have to go to a brewery at noon. I think you'll be fine. You have to go drink a beer at noon. I gotta be up. I gotta be ready. You guys don't understand. If I'm not in TikTok, with my little beast over here, and then uh, we're gonna hang out till like 3 a.m. Look at her. Upsetting. This is upsetting. Yeah. No, we. we, It's a thing. All right. Let's just do. We're doing this. Let's just try it. And it looks like that is only 22. Perfect. That's my price range, bitch. All right. Okay. Cool. Let's right. do. Oh, we already got the shambongs out. Yeah. <laughs> shambong. Shambong. Do you ever get people cheering that? Shambong. 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 Yeah, that's excellent. Are these the plastic ones? Really? They, they got to yes. be plastic. Are you kidding me? People will be no, breaking has, those all over has, the place. Yeah, they have plastic ones. Oh, do they? Yeah. He's giving us the plastic ones. Yeah. Well, no, they ordered a bunch of plastic ones for New Year's Eve. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That's it. This is a shambong. All right. So you put the juice in there. And you guys, we are getting the treatment right now. Yeah. Having it. Did you like the shambong first? Oh, uh, no. Wait. I think it, we should no. wait on the we shambong. Wait on uh-huh. bonging it. 
Unless you got a Miller High Life 750. Don't joke. I know. This is. I did this to myself. Special. Ah. Yeah. The Where you get a shambong with the purchase of any Jester King or Jolly Pumpkin bottled beer. This is <laughs> It's quite the deal. Let's go make some money. What a cameo. Cameo. <laughs> cameo. Okay. okay, great. Thank you. All right, guys. All right, so we are officially, we're talking about this beer now. I don't know. Y'all ready? This. Y'all okay, ready for so this? We, so, okay, dun, first dun, of all, dun, 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 should we, we should introduce Gosh. ourselves. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm your host, Wait, Jess. Are we starting? Um, oh. And I'm here with... Uh, so my name is Matthew. I work with Jess. Oh wait, am I allowed to say that either? That's cool. Okay, I don't know what I'm allowed to say. We Boy, we are free for all friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is overwhelming. Okay, so Do we I got. Say what I'm wearing? I am wearing black. <laughs> no, oh, we're moving okay. on. Okay. Oh. okay. <laughs> Our second guest is. Inhale. Hi, my name is Samira. I work with Jess. Yes. Hello, uh, lady by the bar. That's how we do it. That's it. All right. So we decided to come to the masonry in Fremont. This has been a long time coming. Um, I might even put out, maybe at the beginning of this episode, I will put the <laughs> the very first time that Matt and I tried to podcast with our other friend, Dave, and Eve. we were going to go to the Dre in Ballard. And um, I recorded them saying, to the Dre, <laughs> to the Dre. <laughs> and then we get to the Dre and my Zoom broke. So... Mm-hmm. Here we are on our on my uh, brand new Zoom, and uh, we are putting this out. So we decided to come to Masonry Fremont this evening. Uh, they were having a whole thing with Jester King and Jolly Pumpkin. We decided to go for Jester King. You heard us talking about Shambongs before um, because they're doing a little deal where you get a Shambong complimentary with uh, one of the Jester King or uh, Jolly Pumpkin. So we decided to go with the Jester King Phantom Del Rey. And we don't even know what it's about. So we're taking a look at this bottle. It says it's a farmhouse ale brewed with truffle honey, Mm. coriander, and black peppercorns. So um, that's what we're working with, fam. Hell of a label, by the way. It's beautiful. Love it. It's got like a cloud king in front of a stone castle-esque thing. Opinions. 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 Um, Let's take a look at this beer. We have some lovely glasses, courtesy of the masonry. It's like a nice orange hue. Uh-huh. Smells farmhousey. Straight from the farm. Definitely, <laughs> you can definitely smell. You can smell the honey. Uh, you actually get a bit of the honey as well, um, straight off from the front. In in some spices, I don't know if I would be yeah. able to identify them without reading the label saying black pepper and coriander uh, and coriander is trying well. to do my quick sniffs i'm not like bored. does truffle honey mean truffle or honey made with truffle mushrooms is that what it's referring to i have no idea it's kind of like a pretty light mouth feel upon mm-hmm. first oh yeah, yeah yeah for sure no it's a it's a nice soft mouth feel definitely like what you want from a farmhouse uh, Matt, you want to read the back there? You're reading it right now. Uh, yeah. Do you want me to read the ingredients or just yeah. the notes? Uh, oh. Ingredients is uh, hill country, well water, malted barley, dark um, candy syrup, truffle, honey, hops, coriander, black peppercorns, farmhouse yeast, uh, native yeast, uh, and souring bacteria from the Texas hill country. Partial barrel aging with our own unique uh, mixed cultures of brewer's yeast, native yeast, and souring bacteria. Unfiltered, unpasteurized, and 100% bottle conditioned. Dope. Yeah. And yeah. I guess that makes sense. It must be like, uh, um, and like an ode to Belgian beers, right? Because it's called Phantom Del Rey. So that yeah. makes a little bit more sense that it's kind it's of great. like a collaboration with some Belgian brewers. Uh, Matt, what you know about Texas Hill Country? What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> Texas Hill Country. Is that like Austin? Uh, yeah, so where Jester King is from is about um, a bit west of Austin. I'm not even sure how many miles. It's been a while since I've been there. It's like 20 miles or so west of Austin in the hill country. Um, Jester King's spot is really beautiful, just a large piece of land um, cool. with their barrel house and everything there. It's really nice. Um, but dogs and kids running around like farm animals, it's great. <laughs> It's really nice. Dogs, it's like kids, it, no, it's great. It, it's really what great else do you need? It's a huge piece of land where everyone could just run around instead of it being in a small, 
amount of space right. inside a no, building. I mean, yeah. if you're going to do it that way, that's <laughs> yeah. how it should be done, right? It's nice. Um, um, any more notes we have from this? I like it. I'm going to drink it. That says a it little. All. It's a little <laughs> vinegary, but that's something I would probably expect from... You, you know, like bottle conditioning. This is 100% bottle conditioned. You never really know what's going to happen. So, yeah. does it say what year it was bottle conditioned on there, Samir? Check. Or at least bottled when it was put in there. Definitely like red wine vinegar, but in a good way. Not like vinegary, as in it's it's gone bad. It's just so. This says that it's blend number one. I don't know if this is the actual bottling date because it doesn't say that, so I'm going to keep looking. But this date says 3-22-2016. Yeah, that's usually when it was probably bottled. So cool. it was probably bottled um, two years ago. Wait, what year is it well, now? Well, it's officially 2019 at this oh. point. Damn. So a little over two years ago. Cool. Yeah. Is this how you would expect that to like yeah. age? Right. And like, yeah. like I said, it, it does conditions. say that it has like a wild yeast culture in it. Yeah. So like that's going to be spontaneous as well as bottle conditioning. Like yeah. you just got to let it happen. But yeah. like they said, they're, they're collaborating with some of the best in Belgium. So it's like, these are people who know what they're doing, yeah. but again, you're not going to quite be able to know what, what's going to happen yeah. with a beer it's like this. Uh, how do you say it? It's just a, a shoot. Like you don't ever know yeah. what's going to happen. Um, but you go in knowing what you've learned and then put into exactly. a bottle and yeah. a couple years later, pop it, see what happens. Matt, how long did you live in the Austin area for? Uh, grew up uh, south of San Antonio, um, out in the country my whole life. Moved up to Seattle when I was 18. Stayed up here for years. Went back to Austin off and on for probably live in Austin. You went between Seattle and Austin for a while? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Because uh, it would be nice to take a break from Seattle. It sounds weird, but to drink Not beer really. and barbecue all the time uh, is really nice. I mean, like, what yeah, more do we barbecue. want? No, uh, it's just so nice. Um, but then you realize uh, how much less money you make down there. And then you're <laughs> like, okay, well, I'm broke and uh, I, I got I to gotta make money again. So I'll go back down there for a year or so and then I'll come back. But a total of like four years in Austin. Okay. Yeah. But then you've been up here in Seattle for a few years without going back, right? Uh, so four, 15, uh, 11 to 12 years total. Wow. Yeah. In Seattle. Mm. Okay. So we talked a little bit about what we're drinking, the style of it, the history of this beer itself. So I think it's time to move on. Matt talked a little bit about his personal journey in terms of where you've been living and working in the industry. Um, but let's talk about your guys' beer history in general. Why are you laughing? Uh, because it's a, I've got a long life. Uh, where do you want to start? <laughs> yeah, if you're not like 50 years old. Um, Back in my youth. Let's, my years, I, I think let's shift to Samira and then we'll come back to you, Matt. All right, sounds good. Um, Samira, how many sounds years have you nice. been in? You grew up in Oregon. How mm -hmm. many years have you been in Seattle? Uh, about four and a half. Okay, solid. And yeah. you only came into the beer industry like a year ago. Yeah. So, uh, what like kind of inspired the transition? Yeah. Um, so had been in the, um, corporate world for a bit, working for a travel company. Um, and I don't know, I just really wasn't getting exactly what I needed and it had been a great experience, but I definitely knew that I wanted to be on my feet. I wanted to be around people and I wanted to be doing something that I enjoyed or I wanted to like value the work that I right. was involved in. And I thought of beer. <laughs> so what, what, what exactly about beer was it though? I like drinking it. Uh, I like the community that it creates. Do you um, think like you specific, specifically have seen that in Seattle? Yes, and I think growing up in Oregon, I saw that quite a bit as well. And I've always just been around it. It's something that my family enjoys. It's something that my friends have enjoyed. And I've always had a lot of like very good beer around me, but I never really knew too much about it other than that I liked it. So when I decided that I wanted to put my foot in the door at first, I was like, okay, well maybe this would be a good opportunity to move into a sales role or something like that. Right, right, right. Leveraging the experience I already had. Um, but then the more I was in it, the more I was learning about it, being in the trenches every day in a tap room, hearing yeah, it's real. what beer is to the everyday individual that comes right. in, 
maybe it could be something super simple as like i would like to take a beer home to drink and watch some netflix or i need to take a very fancy beer to a party so i can impress everybody right it's all sorts of everything yeah Yeah. but it's crazy that they still come into the same tap room for both of those things yeah Yeah. right but it's cool to see people come in and ask you a question and see you as a subject matter expert and and to say hey i'm trusting you with this i have a question can you level with me and tell me maybe what direction I should go in. And is that something that you experienced as a customer before deciding to like yeah, definitely. get into this community? And I think... Still do it now. We still day, do it now. Right? Like we go into a new brewery or everything. Or like we were just wondering about which um, Jester King to pick out of these bottles. We're like, ooh, it'd be nice to have uh, someone here right now. Just talk yeah. to a little... Like to a walk little uh, yeah, yeah. Things about each one of these and uh, figure out what we would like or what we enjoy as a... Uh, company instead mm-hmm. of just individual but yeah it's really nice to go to a place where people know a little bit more about the beers uh, than you do so you can just talk to them yeah. about it and see if it's something that you would enjoy right whether it's for just you or for you and friends. well yeah and then like personally on my part like part of the reason why this beer community has inspired me so much is because of like the creativity aspect i think it's a truly a creative community whether you're a brewer a sales rep or you know uh working in a tap room it doesn't really matter you're still a part mm-hmm. of it which is i think pretty inspiring and um so c- kind of shifting towards you matt um all right let's go <laughs> so you worked in this general industry for a long time uh, i've been in the uh like service industry for a long time it mostly started with just uh valeting cars at the space you know at the age of 18 and then I think around 25, I moved into actual like bar industry um, and then started bar backing. And it went from nightclubs to beer bars to things like that. And uh, I think it was around 27 when I realized I really just want to focus on beer because I just... Why is that? I, I it, For some reason, it's not... It's a little bit more simple slash it's not like working at starbucks where people Mm -hmm. come in and they want their lattes or their coffees an insane amount of ways or a craft cocktail bar where they're like i need this i need that need this no it's like if you want a certain type of beer i will give you that type of beer and i'm not the one that made it but i am the one that can tell you about it and if you'd like it and if you enjoy it and then all i have to do is pour it for you so I'm a person that's not just there taking an order. I'm a person there that you would come in, talk to, tell me what you like, what you're interested in, and out of what's on my list at that time, at that point of day, um, I can try to push you in the right direction. And I like that a lot more than them bringing the beer back, or I'm sorry, the drink back and saying, you didn't do this the way I told you right, to do right. this. Right, You I can't like, argue with the actual craft like, of I, it once I, you've yeah. given it to the yeah, person. Yeah, because I was like, well, I didn't make it. Someone else made it, and I described it and everything. And sometimes, like now, we're like, you've already tasted it because you had to ask for a taste of it. So after that's done, it's yeah. like they get their drink. And it's usually, yeah, it's usually like 95% of the time, people are like, that whole interaction it's a success, and that beer is not coming back. That drink is not coming mm-hmm. back, and them going like, so that whole interaction I had with you, you messed up. It's your fault. I need something else or I need it remade. Mm-hmm. Like, that's always the negative part. But the beer part, there you go. And then they're right. always usually, like, like I said, 95% of the time, very happy. And they were like, that was great. And I like doing that. Not, a, so, I don't want to be a robot. I want to be a person. Right. So, like, that's, like, uh, definitely makes sense, especially, like, your long history of working in all sorts of different types of venues in terms of service. I'm curious in terms of personal personal stuff because even on your days off you're going around to other breweries and so like what is it about beer necessarily though that personally to you outside of work what is it this uh well i guess outside of work but it's still the uh, the industry of beer Uh, i've never been in anything like it before to where everyone is so friendly and like brotherly love yeah or family I never experienced in anything I've ever done before and um, everyone takes care of each other and then when you go in and talk about their new beer that just came out mm-hmm. and, I was, and I would say how I am interested in trying it everyone's forthcoming and I was like 
this is what we did. This is how hard we worked. And I appreciate it because where I come from at my brewery, I work with everyone with back of house. I'm in front of house, but everyone's in back of the house. And I know how hard all those people work and what they do to make that beer that great. Um, I don't know. It's just a, it's just a huge appreciation of the craft and the industry and the people. And I am very proud to be a part of it. Right. And I think you're right. Like, uh, comparing it to making cocktails or making espresso drinks like yeah. it's not about the thing that you've done necessarily like you get to this was a long weeks long process to get you this product and exactly. now we get to deliver it to you and give it to yeah. you and present it to you yeah. as in like this is what went into from the you know from the beginning the the whole inception of this beer to it how came, long it takes to make to yeah, actually came brew from to ferment head. they yeah. they wrote down all the things that mm-hmm. what might work might not work right. and then um and then it just absolutely turns into let's do it yeah. them making it it being brewed and everything having to go flawlessly for right. a product to come out that is the way they envisioned it and of course sometimes it doesn't work out and sometimes it works out way better than it does mm-hmm. yeah um but i'm yeah. it's definitely a great position to be in yeah in the front of the house where the things that do get put out uh i am going to be the person that people come up to talk to about that actual beer that was made mm-hmm. and um i don't know yeah and I it th- makes people happy so it's for great. for me what you were just saying about how you know you're working with people in back of house you're you're seeing everything on the front end of things yeah. like that's been super relevant to me coming into this in a brand new way and also being able to work in production one day a week and actually yeah. see how the packaging goes actually like we're just like the actual like manpower of all the shit that has to be done it's to a make a keg go out to it's a local so a yeah it's yeah so much. yeah the relationships with your distributor mm-hmm. just yeah. how on top of everything you have to be um and it's interesting when i first started i you know joined the canning line and to me i walked by i was like okay well this just obviously seems like a very meaningful like um menial kind of task right, like right. this is just repetition of doing one thing over and over again but at the same time you see this like you think of yourself going out buying a six-pack taking it home and opening it up that night and honestly you take a sip of that you don't really think about at least for me speaking from my experience I hadn't really thought about the time and effort and the person that literally picked up that six-pack put it in a case put it on a pallet put it out into distribution right you don't really think about that and for me physically having to do that makes you appreciate day after day and going through that whole process it was like holy shit this is incredible and i'm so grateful also i don't really look at cans the same way and i don't really (laughs) want to put my mouth all over it it makes you it makes you appreciate craft beer even more because most of uh, all the canning process and everything for like your major like AB and Bev, right. Coors Miller, like all that stuff, it's all, most of it is done by machines. Mm-hmm. There are people there that do some things, but a lot of it is done by machines and in the thousands and thousands and thousands of times, like minutes at a time. It's, it, yeah, and then you think about smaller craft breweries, especially ones that well, are working even our asses to get this shit done yeah, on time right? exactly and out to the public exactly it's a it's a big deal and it's a lot of work mm-hmm. well and like kind of going back to the idea of like uh beer's process it's like that's a whole nother part of it yeah it's not just the brewing and putting into a keg packaging into a keg and then pouring off draft there's oh. a whole if you're a big there's enough brewery so that you're uh, packaging into cans and bottles like that's a whole nother level of something you're doing in that if you're working with a craft brewery that is yeah. doing this in-house, that's a whole nother level of something you got to appreciate. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. is like, it is really nice to get that perspective when you get to work in yeah. a small craft brewery, you really get to understand, like you're saying, you're actually hands-on. Like, I know this is happening. I haven't ever yeah. worked production or packaging, but like. No, total transparency into yeah, the process. Totally. Which gives you a whole new appreciation yeah. for everything that you get to experience on the other end. Right. And it also gives me confidence when I'm speaking to everyday yeah. patrons that come right. in and frequent our establishment and I get to say, Hey, I yeah. canned those. Right. No, how hey, cool. Yeah. Like really, hey, how cool hey, is hey. that? It is cool. It's a really <laughs> validating <laughs> statement <Yeah>. to say. <laughs> for, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it, it is kind of just that whole thing that we're appreciating about craft brewing, that it is a hands-on concept. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the reason why we like it is because individuals, people that we know, people that we see at our local bars, mm-hmm. you know, like, these are the people that are putting in, like, their time and their sweat to put out a product that stranger, strangers, but also us, are totally appreciating. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Very much It's so. good stuff. Um Okay, so kind of rewinding back a little bit into beer history. Uh, I feel like everyone who's into beer, specifically craft beer, we all have that one beer that kind of made things click. I like to call it the gateway beer. Hmm. Was there like a certain experience that you guys had that kind of made you be like, oh, beer can be good. This isn't the shitty beer that you, you know, in high school parties. I want to say like, I, this doesn't work for me because I didn't Why? start drinking until I was 21. And then I... But, I mean, at, at a certain point, you were into craft beer. So, like, what kind of, you know, yeah. was the turning point? I'm not even sure. I think it was just, like, probably everyone where I just had a really nice red or an sure. amber. Yeah. Um, of course, everyone started with their... Well, at least up here, uh, like, Manny's and Mac and Jack's and right. type things. And... Um, but I, I learned really quickly um, about those beers and what was after them. But, once again, this was... 10 years ago yeah uh, this is a while ago but manny's mac and jacks were the big dogs in the game um well it's you know, because like reds if you make a good red or a good amber it the idea is that it should be approachable so it yeah. should be able to turn someone who's and drinking it is Bud Light. it is uh and i was drinking like just i think just like coronas with limes right. and heineken like yeah. skunky beers uh <laughs> and then once again then you learn about actual skunk and things and was like oh really that's an off flavor i just thought that was a thing that you just put a lime in to get rid of Hmm. um which i guess it still is um but uh then after that um i just started having appreciation for more of the actual brewing process and the little guys that started coming around and uh doing their own things and then learning that beer is something that anybody can do except for not anyone can do it well like that's true yeah and then so you learn more and more about it and i was just more and more interested and then it turns into what i'm doing now and then all i do is just drink all types of beer and i yeah no limit at that point yeah what about you yeah for me it's funny because i'm thinking back and it all comes down to these like memories around these experiences i had with people close to me so i think of like when I was in college and I was living with my older brother and he was a senior and I was yeah. a freshman and <laughs> we we're making tacos and he brought home fucking um, oh no. new moon. Like we were What's like blue moon, blue moon, blue moon, say, moon. New moon, new moon, twilight. Pretty sure that's the twilight. <laughs> twilight. Uh, he brought home blue moon. I just started chugging so many beers. No, but I'm just talking about like going from like little experiences like that where I was like, oh, this is an enjoyable experience. Not saying that's like the end all perfect beer, but like little things like that where I was like, that was something that I enjoyed. And then I remember having like Ranger by New Belgium for the first time and being like, this is so hoppy. And this is definitely a higher percentage than I'm used to. But it was like my, I love IPAs. Like this is so good. Like I remember experiencing that. That is so funny that you mentioned both of those beers because I have very specific memories from college. I remember buying a six pack of Blue Moon at like the local Albertsons and having an older dude behind me in line be like, what is that beer? Like, do you like that? What is it? And I like had to mean having zero knowledge about beer, trying to explain what blue Blue Moon is to someone. And then I also have a specific memory of my good friend, uh, who was my roommate throughout college, her boyfriend, her now husband, bringing Ranger to the apartment and trying that and being like, what the fuck is this? Be thinking it was disgusting at first, but the more you try it, the more you're into it. Uh-huh. So that's just funny that we both specifically exactly. have those, those memories, the, right? That's so funny. And I think like then bringing it into like a more local experience when I was living in Eugene, um, and I was really close to Oakshire, and I remember trying Watershed IPA for the first time and being like, "This is it for me." Yeah, I love it. It's still like 
one of my favorite beers, definitely my dad's favorite beer. <laughs> like it's, I don't know, just the things like that where to me, I think that's what brought me close to beer. It's not that I am a connoisseur on any level by any means, but I know how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of strong memories. Exactly. That's what I, yeah. I associate good things with it. And I wanted right. to be closer to it and learn how to make other people feel good by being a part of that community. Right. Um, it is a real special. thing. It, yeah, it is like you build up these memories based on what you're consuming around the people that you love. And yeah. it's like, why wouldn't we continue to do that? And I think all three of us strive to do that in our work daily, right? I'm like sure it's we're still doing that. That's what we're literally doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole concept of what we're doing right now. Yes, exactly. Speaking of that, when are we doing Shambongs? Okay, we need to finish this bottle first. Oh. Maybe we can revisit the beer that we're drinking. Um, Wait, don't we do it with that beer? Is that uh, the idea? No, that's that's what Lucas was getting after, and Wasn't I was like, "Wasn't he saying that, bro? I ain't do, I ain't putting that in that shambong." I was like, uh, "Let's get some Rainiers and oh, throw them in there." I'll do a Rainier shambong. I'll do okay. a Rainier let's, shambong. Let's agree as well. on that, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna shambong this. The con- the word of the sham. I thought shambong meant champagne, in like a beer-ish bong. Uh, it's usually, I think it's like a some a sort of bubbles Wait, or something like that or something. The, they pour it in this end and then you do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. So God, you pour God. it in there and you have to hold <laughs> okay. it upright. If not, it spills out. Feeling strong mm, about yeah. this. Yeah. So That's I thought that it comes with its own little champagne pour. Apparently, I was misinformed. Um, but yeah, we're definitely not doing it with this phantom. Um, <laughs> but uh, kind of like what we're just talking about, like we kind of start off with these red ales, these wits kind of and then our palate grows now we're drinking crazy weird things farmhouse ales are basically yeah. always my go-to i always yeah. want something that's gonna like make me think like i don't want to okay i don't want to say i don't want to drink something that's just like good to drink of course i want to do that but it's more fun and it's more engaging to me and that's why i like beer it's, it's actually engaging it's very exciting you have no clue what has been going on right, in that bottle for right. over two years yeah yeah and then when you open it it's just like a I have no clue, but I'm gonna drink it, or at least I'm gonna. But try it gets it. to develop with the yeah. with those wild yeasts. They just get to do its own thing, and then they get to develop in this weird way that then you get to sit here and kind of dissect it and be like, "What tastes good with this?" Obviously, they threw in some adjuncts like some honey and spices, and it just does its thing. And that's when it becomes really enjoyable and interesting and fun to sit here and like. You want this is a beer I want to drink with other people. This isn't something I'm going to drink by myself. This is something yeah. that I want to share with people. Like a lot of farmhouses too. You just right. want to you want to share with someone, and then every single person I know that opens up a bottle aged like farmhouse, you just want to talk about it. Yeah, you just want to like right. Tell me what you think. Let me like I just want. to Well, talk so about that's it. another aspect of craft beer that we all love so much is like it makes you talk. That's mm-hmm. why we're doing this right now. This is yeah. why I wanted to start a podcast about it is because it makes you think. It makes you talk. Like yeah. Besides wine, and I'm also a big fan of wine and natural wines, it's like what other drinks, I don't want to say that cocktails aren't going to spark these conversations because I love cocktails, I love my whiskey as well, oh, but you can. But you know what I'm saying, like this is, it's definitely, yeah. Have you it's ever only had tequila before? <laughs> Woof, man. You could talk uh, all night. We want to no. talk about New Year's or? <laughs> Take it easy. That party was great. Okay. No, but actually the way, so what you're saying right now about you know, articulating what you're tasting, Mm -hmm. different things like that. For me, it's been an interesting journey learning how to talk about the things that I taste and like find the vocabulary necessary to say, hey, this is what I'm experiencing. And I feel like it can be a really daunting thing. Like I am still trying to gain confidence to do right. so like it's it's a challenge because you come into a place where so many people even if they are just blowing air out like yeah they are still confident enough to say <laughs> this is exactly out. what's going on with this and blah 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 and, yeah. about and the it's, weather today, it's frustrating and <laughs> it's difficult for me because i have plenty of confidence to speak my mind in other realms but then when it does come to this it really takes it well, takes no. a lot for me to say, hey, this is what I, I, th- I think this is what's going on in here. I'm not quite sure. Also, am I the only one that's tasting this? Well, and so that's the other thing that I like to talk a lot about. And it's one of the things that when you um, kind of start learning about beer and like start reading kind of like the main texts of how to taste beer is everyone has a different palate. 
So you, yes, there are like core things that actually exist in terms of flavor profiles, but everyone experiences their senses differently. Mm-hmm. So you're not wrong. If you're smelling that, that's what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I also love about beer and wine in general is it's kind of like, mm-hmm. I am able to make my descriptions and like talk romantically about beer because usually it's bringing up a memory for yeah. me. So yeah, it might not come like super quickly. And I think it's gonna, you know, it just comes with time that you're able yeah. to pick up on things for sure. But it's, it's personal for sure. Yeah. And that's why when people bring back a beer and they say, I don't like the way that this tastes and all of us might be like, that's a great beer. You're crazy for returning this. Well, they're still having, the first no, they're the still having, no, like, they're still having their personal second. experience. Let yes. me taste that beer yeah. off the tap real quick. And I taste it. And I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and then I try to describe with them what they think is off about it. Yeah. I was like, unfortunately, like for me, the, the beer is, is tastes fine. Um, but what flavors are you getting that you do not like? Right. And then from there, then we yeah, move on to Yeah, kind of probe, try and understand beer. their experience. Yeah. yeah, it was like, okay, well, unfortunately, that was like, unfortunately, there's yeah. nothing wrong with this beer and you don't uh, like it. That's totally fine right. because once again, people have their own tastes in things. Yeah. Um, but tell me what you don't like about it so we can't repeat that in yeah. the next beer I give you. Right. And I mean, that's just good customer service in general. I think it's just like, it can be one thing when you are knowledgeable about beer to be like, this is good. You're crazy. Why don't you like this? And you have to step back and remember that not everyone's palates are the same. Mm -hmm. This is actually a conversation I've had with one of our brewers at work before is like, he had an opinion on something and I had a different opinion and he was like, I think you're wrong. And I'm like, that's fine. You can think I'm wrong, but this is what I was experiencing. So I still am in my right to think that this tasted like this. And once again, remember like we just all said before, like we started drinking out, uh, drinking beer and everything like that. Yeah. We were, Oh God, I almost said the word simpletons, not simpletons, Uh, but with beer, but with beer, we uh, are novices. 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 That's the word. Genius. Uh, So we were beer novices. (laughs) She's a genius. And um, so, that happens a lot with people yeah. and then yeah. we don't know where they're at when right. they come into the brewery. Right. They might totally. have just started yeah. brink- drinking or they've been drinking for many years, if but they, they only drink on. one type of mm-hmm. beer or two types of beer or mm-hmm. have ever experienced mm-hmm. only two types of beer. Right. And then, so you have to play off yeah. that and definitely show them that there is a lot more in this yeah. world, just like we learned on our own or not on our own with friends and everything. And yeah, um, yeah this is just yeah. their their getaway this is their friday saturday night exactly this is our career yep so it's a little different so you have to explain things to people so this is kind of segueing into two separate topics i want to talk about one shambong um we'll get to the shambongs um (laughs) Um, i want to kind of talk about the seattle scene in general and yeah so there's (laughs) there's two sides to this there's the customers that we experience and there are the actual beer scene that we get. I don't think it's, it can't be argued that I think Seattle in this part of the Pacific Northwest has one of the best beer scenes in the nation. You know, so I think we are so lucky to be a part of a scene that is making some of the best beer around just period. Yeah. At the same time, then we kind of get, Seattle's a very interesting city. Um, All of us sitting here at this table, none of us are from here. It's a huge transplant city, right? Oh, yeah. So I didn't you don't realize that. Yeah, yeah. None of us are from here. Yeah. Um, and no one's going to believe anything we say then. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this and uh, you live in Seattle, I'm <laughs> sorry. Like, you can just, just ignore everything we've said. <laughs> but, you know, that's just a, a good way to kind of explain that these are the customers we're dealing with. These are the type of people that are coming into breweries. They're not, even if they've lived in Seattle for a while and they do get the scene, like they're not from here. So I don't know. I think it's kind of an interesting meld of people that we deal with because everyone kind of has their own places that they're from, their own experiences that they had, their own palettes that they have developed. And this is kind of like a hodgepodge of people that we all have to deal with, you know? But what's great is, though, that um, all the people that we have to deal with are the same people that are serving you the beer. Like you said, Mm -hmm. none of us, we all work there and um, none of us are from here. But we all have the same appreciation for this one craft. Right. And um, it should mean something for when everyone comes up out of town or in town or have lived here for their whole life. I've lived here 50 years. Cool. I know it sounds weird, but I haven't. 
but please trust me on what I say about right. this beer. Right. Um, yeah. Also, I know we already kind of skipped past this topic, but in no, the come back in to um, where are you from again, Smear? <laughs> shut it, Matt. In terms your, of tell me why you like people's so palates being spectacularly different than yours, Absolutely. Uh, a woman came in the tap room today. And we were trying to figure out what exactly she was looking for. And she goes, I got to be honest with you. I really don't care for hoppy things. I don't care for hops in general. They, it just tastes like hairspray to me. She said, hairspray. Interesting. Hops taste like hairspray to her. Never I was like, good I God, woman. I don't think we're going to be able to find you anything. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> Throw in the towel. No, you have to realize people think hops and bitterness is the exact same well no thing. but do. we were talking yeah so, yeah so she was going on about that we did means. manage to yeah. find her something that she enjoyed but it was just so interesting like because an interesting correlation yeah, like. it, yeah and um yeah she had been like yeah it's you know like cilantro tastes like soap hops taste right, like right oh, wait, one of those. That's what she said. <laughs> and i was like okay I, well I so the so we're polar opposite that am, is okay so say glad. bye Matt. bye bye Matt. <laughs> I am so glad I'm not one of those human beings that thinks cilantro tastes like yeah, right. cilantro. What a nightmare. Love also love lavender. Yeah, uh, right? La- wait, Who doesn't? lavender's a thing? Lavender's a thing. Wait, what, do you, what is lavender People love it or like? they hate it. No, or they don't no, eat it. Like. It's just like the smell like makes people like angry or wait, crazy. What? Crazy talk. Yeah. Like a zombie disease? This is something, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I like to call mosaic hops, which are one of, who doesn't love mosaic? But... We can so say the bright. same thing. We can say the same thing about cilantro because some people hate mosaic because it tastes like cat pee and it smells like cat pee to them. Oh yeah, that's right. That's it's a thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm really like, mosaic is a bright, no, that's grapefruit a peels. No, it's very, summer very air. Bright. <laughs> like Especially a green, a green like cat-pee. IPA with mosaic. It mm. is like you the, put your nose in it. I understand it not like bright. really caring for something that's super green. Like I get sure. that. Like well, no, I've no, tried no, no, those no. things. I've been like, mosaic, well, but but like mosaic, mosaic specifically, mosaic that's no, it, it a is very big nose. In it. Like it is. You, it's very but fragrant. some people don't get what we're talking about. Some people just get straight cat urine. Yeah, that's a bummer. Bummer. I'm glad we're all on the same page about cilantro, lavender, oh and mosaic. Oh my god, I love cilantro. Still got it <laughs> so much. <laughs> okay, you guys. So we are moving on to a segment called. Tales from behind the bar. <laughs> this is I'm where sure we've been <laughs> we have it. We have not gotten into no. the best stories of no, the shitty experiences we have had so with customers. I know, Matt, you have so many. No. Take a second if you need to rack your brains, but I know y'all got you both Report, have stories. And then let's dive in. <laughs> um, no, you have to. I don't. I have a very bad memory. So you have to. I'm gonna just take the to, rest of this from the bottle. You have to just like pull it. From my memory, so tell me something so I can remember it. Well, how about you tell a story? Let's do two for you, Matt. Let's do one story from the beer scene, and let's do one story from like when you were working in the club. Oh no! Like which? Like there's so many. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> pick them up. We just about killed I this bottle here. Um, there's a lot of dancing. So how many Rainiers? Do we, at least two. We Rainiers. we decided we wanted to do Rainiers for the Shambong. Rainier bongs. So two two, two cans yeah. would be great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, no, there's there's too many stories. You can't think club. of one off the top of your head. Um, no, there's there's a lot. I, I mean, know there's a lot, but come it, on. Is there blood have to be involved? Is sure. There have to be, what, no, there's like. <laughs> okay, let's do let's do something. Pick something. You, you want to be something like can I give you sexually involved? No, like let's anything. avoid that. Take it. Easy. Some Are you seat. kidding me? I got a good one. I don't want that. Uh, okay, oh, so you're oh, behind oh. the bar. One of like okay, you're in a club. You're behind the bar. What is a situation where someone has like absolutely infuriated you that you're like, I have to walk out right now? Oh, walk out? No, I've never had the whole walk out thing. I had to chase a guy before. For what? Because I was behind the bar and he thinks nobody's looking. So at the club, he went behind and he literally pulled a bottle (gasps) from the well. And then he's like, yay, did it. And then he pulled an entire bottle of whiskey from the well and then got it and ran up the stairs to the closed VIP area (laughs) with his party was. And then I jumped, I went across and I chased him, chased him up the stairs, grabbed him by the arm. And he's just had the biggest smile on his face. Just holding a bottle of liquor. Yes. And I was like, what are you doing? I grabbed his arm. I manhandled him down the stairs and then threw him to security, took the bottle back and was like, 
He's done. He's 86th out. Bitch. And then eighty six, like he was gone. Yeah. But he he literally thought no Thumbs one up. was looking. It was like, you how can you not see a grown man go from the front of the bar to reaching over and pulling a bottle out of the well? Yeah, so I've done. That's that. some shit. All right. Ooh. Now we got That's some Ron Yee right there, there baby. Totally, uh, Rainier totally pop. not great. Take a All Rainier right. pop. We're, yep, Wait, we're gonna, are you going to pour? Oh, yeah, wow. let's do it. Oh, we're yeah. doing a Rainier uh, <laughs> intermission <laughs> for our Shambong. I like taking I feel like we do need a video of this. Who's going to take the video? Rita? Rita, you want to take a video? Rita, you want to be our producer for the day? Rita, oh, yeah. no. R- by the way, Rita is here. She is our silent partner. She's hanging out, reading books. And Matt's I should have just made partner. Rita the producer for today. But yeah. These boys are full. Okay. I don't... Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I'm, sorry for, I'm sorry Should we put the microphones down for this yeah, segment? Don't, don't pour it on the thing. Oh, oh, oh I'm so oh, sorry oh, for making fun of you. Oh, I'm going to ruin my see, Zoom. I told you. Okay. You ready? No. Here we go. Three, so two, <laughs> look at, it's all over you, buddy. Well, you you ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> that was delicious. How'd you finish that so soon? <laughs> I'm still working. Wait, no, it's, I'm a, still it's working. a bong. You gotta, like, just I've always been it. great at those. <laughs> Said nobody ever oh, named Samira. Don't, oh, name Samira, you are correct. Let's just round up. No, not don't don't sip on it like a straw. Like, After halfway through the bong, I realized how you were supposed to do it, and then I was like, "Oh, I've been doing it wrong well, that, this well, entire that's time." You, wait, did you drink it out of the top part? No. Oh, okay. You're like, oh, this Got is not it. working. No, I was just like, kind of like sip, 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 and then I was like, no, 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 no. It's just like, go, 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 go. That's tough. Boom. Well, that was fun. Oh, Jess, your glasses are all cattywampus. I know because they <laughs> hurt when I wear the headphones. I'm sorry, I thought it was the beer bong. I mean, the shambong. <laughs> Dang it. Speaking of cattywampus, let's get in the real stuff now. Okay, so Matt just shared a story. Wait, Samira, what was mine? Any oh, yeah. particularly infuriating experience <laughs> that you've had with someone? Sexism. Mm. <laughs> in a word. Like every that. day? <laughs> So, Every goddamn day. All right. Uh, what all you uh, listeners don't quite know is that I'm a very small woman. Uh, I am five feet tall. I'm a small woman. Um, but it doesn't mean that I'm meek. I'm not meek at all. I'm no, very confident in the way I'm explaining to them who I am. Sorry. Uh, I'm like <laughs> defending you. <laughs> that's my friend. <laughs> no. Uh, but I mean, um, to somebody coming up, I do make, you know, I make... Great eye contact. Yeah. I'm confident when right. I approach their questions and yeah. when I answer things. And, you know, I've got it. Yeah. Uh, but when somebody asks a question and then I respond and then they turn to my male counterpart and ask the same thing and say, hey, do you actually know about this? Or, <clears throat> hey, you're wearing that. Do you own this place? Uh, what's the deal? And it's shocking a but also not shocking at all and just something that we as women have learned to angrily cope with we just have to smile and be like "Uh uh-huh let me pour you this beer bitch in this situation where i'm serving somebody i'm trying to get tips i'm trying to live my life exactly it's something that you have to work with or i think that um god there's another situation recently um that just happened where this customer came up and he was asking, hey, I'm really looking for something like pretty fruity, but you know, I don't want anything like, I don't want anything girly. And I just stopped, I stopped and I looked at him. I looked at him and I went, I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you mean? What, do you, what is oh, yeah. girly? No, What's do it every time. You have to deconstruct it. Time. You gotta break it down for these bitches. Straight in the eye and I say that and I'm very polite. And then he stopped and he went, Oh, you know, I just meant anything like too sweet. And I was like, this sweet, super girly? <laughs> yep. Huh. Uh, well, and then you go yep. from there. But yep. it's So that's another thing is like when you give them a tulip or a goblet glass and they're like, oh, I don't want the girly glass. Next time someone says that, I just want to be like, so what makes this girly? Yeah. Oh, that's what I round? do tell people. No, no, no. What I, makes was like, it, I don't understand. Yeah. What is it about being round that makes it girly? You want to explain that to my fucking face? Because... Yeah. I'd love to hear your opinion on this. Yeah. 
No, that's fucking fascinating. The challenging part. Complicated. <laughs> I just tell them that uh, that the year they live in now uh, that means nothing. <laughs> exactly. And it's like I'm uh, pretty sure the the beer you just ordered is uh, everybody's mm-hmm. beer. Yeah. Or the glass that I just poured it in for you is in everybody's glass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no. uh, if you have anything to say about that, uh, do not put it online because you will get crucified. Yeah. I mean, on on that same note, Samira, um, I've had a dude before. This is probably my proudest moment working behind the bar at a brewery when a dude was like, give me something girly. And I was like, yeah, I was like, what does girly mean? And he was like, oh, you know, something like like uh, kind of fruity. And I'm like, so what is it about fruity that makes it girly? And he's like, oh, well, you know, it's just um, I actually don't know that much about beer. And I would really like your opinion and Alec to help oh, me out choose a beer. I, I want something switched. delicious that a woman would choose because she's definitely smarter oh, than me. Oh, that dude's cool. That, that dude made it. I think he did it. Well, so, in the, so that was what like was so crazy about that interaction. It was like, dude, you could have just said, I don't know a lot about beer. Can you recommend me something? But instead you had to completely sure offend to my gender, no. which is me. To my freaking face. I think that's the funniest part. It's like, do you literally realize that you're speaking to a woman? Yeah. Did no, they don't. Did you close your eyes when you walked out the door this morning white and decided not to open privilege. them? I'm feeling elect. Yeah. So this segment is <laughs> supposed to be funny, but we're just getting angry. So <laughs> this is how things go. But this is the best part about having nice friends. It that really you work is. With that love yeah. you, that support you. Right. Right. I mean, it really is important. You've got to have people that have yeah. your back. Yeah, exactly. I know in so many yeah, different situations sure. where both Jess and Matt have been standing there when they know that something is happening to their coworker next to them no. or somebody is talking to them like they are a, a robot. <laughs> and <Robot>. they <laughs> step in and say hi what what <laughs> and that's when you squash the situation right. and you move uh, forward here we are whatever i'm not yep. going to take this home with me exactly and that's the beauty of this job because i don't have to yeah and that's why i'm very happy doing what i'm doing cuz i can still enjoy it invest my time invest right. my energy yep, yep. and believe in what's going on but i don't have to go home upset about it right at the end of every shift you know what i mean totally totally understand something to think about oh people all right guys we're gonna round this out with a segment i like to call drunchies what is drunchies drunk munchies oh let's eat (laughs) is there queso involved (laughs) so let's discuss when we've been drinking you know we've had a few drinks tonight maybe you're at home just having a few beers by yourself. Maybe you're out with friends. <laughs> Maybe you're going home with some street fish. You no street fish. Street fi- no street fish. We're going to bar house. We're getting street fish. Right now. Do you have a bad experience with the street fish? I won't say that on record. <laughs> I will or will not. She did not feel well the next morning. <gasps> from no. Fish. Matthew. Okay. I so had. Edit that out. It was a catfish. Um, I ate all the street fish. It was the catfish. All right. So. Friends, uh, go to choices? go to snacks. Once you've been drinking, what's it gonna be, Matt? Uh, On me? the count of three, one, two, three. Street fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. To be what? honest, we me and Samira, we, we will hit that McDonald's up. We love McDonald's. We, we, we do it together. We, will get, we, will get we do it nugs. together. Like we do a lot of nugs. It's Can't a lot of nugs. You hitting that twenty piece split in that? No, or what? we get oh, our no. own. We By do. the way, I don't think anyone else. Why does no one know a twenty piece chicken McNugs? It's, it's not as cheap as the dollar four piece. And but don't go on about this. It's embarrassing. We can't. Pieces, no. And you're like, no. No. Oh, wait. No, I'm supposed to tell the secrets. No. Okay, edit this out, too. The point is, order off the dollar menu, and that's a Dollar menu! But it's See, uh, just a lot of chicken nuggets, chicken sandwiches, and then uh, a little Bergs. They know the menu. Poor Jess here can enjoy so, that, though. Honestly, dude, that's like the the thing about being vegan. Vegan, quote-unquote vegan. Tell everyone. Is <laughs> I won't say that I'm vegan because I don't want to get flack from the vegan community because my diet fluctuates. But... One of the things that's such a bummer is the concept of fast food. And this is where I will give a shout out to the Amy's in Roner Park, California, because y'all are doing it right. You made a fast food chain that is vegetarian and vegan, bitch. Wait, why, and why don't we have one of those? Right? Because we like being fat. <laughs> We're not also that, that was better right. than my menu. Here's the thing, though, is like 
if I had an option where I could fucking drive through and roll through in two minutes, fucking get a snack like that. Every day. Every we don't do it every day. day but yeah. close to it. Like, honestly, it's a real thing. And, like, I get why that would absolutely be a drunchy right there. Like, you can't help it. Drunchy. Yeah, it's just a couple bucks. There it is, man. Yeah. Are you if you don't me? have that accessible, though, always keep mac and cheese on hand in your house. Mac and cheese. So what kind of mac and cheese are we talking about? I like Amy's. Annie's? A- Amy's. I need to get off the air immediately. <laughs> Annie's Is purple there box. a new moon near here? <laughs> uh, do you know where a new moon is? Uh, Have you guys had any new moons? Wait, can we, can we be real right now? Moon. Annie's purple box. Annie's purple box. The purple box is the best. <laughs> Sounds like that girl I met in uh, Alabama. You need what to take it. What does that mean? Matt's off What do you even mean by that? Thank you for having us. Off. You're a <laughs> true <laughs> angel. Don't speak anymore, Matt. I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, is this place closed now? Why are we still here? <laughs> We're closing ah. this down. All right, we. I don't know if there's any more beer left in those Rainiers, but we're gonna finish up this Cheaters. bottle. We're doing bongs. Let's go. We're gonna One more do time. some more shambongs, and we're gonna close this out. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for no, um, thank you. hanging Jessica, out with me. Thank you so much. You know, we we hang out all the time, but I'm glad that we finally got to get on the mics and have a fun conversation. And oh, we're gonna do this many. again for sure. <laughs> You'll have oh, us wait. back. Oh, no. Excellent. I will be back. Excellent. Oh, sorry, Jess. I'm sorry too. I apologize. Cheers, fam. Cheers. Bye.